The opinions expressed on the ACB Media Network are those of the respective program contributors and cannot be assumed to serve as endorsements of products or views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Good morning, everyone. How's everyone doing today? It is Monday, <laughs> after a very long weekend. Um, so good to be here. Just getting to my um, getting to my information here. So I have lots of goodies to share. So I'm Haley. For anyone new, um, thank you to those who are here with me on Zoom and in Clubhouse. And if anyone's listening to it on the stream, so good to have you guys here. Um, like I was saying a few minutes ago. Time is a precious commodity in my house, and you could be anywhere right now, and you're here, and I don't take that for granted, and I appreciate it. So thanks for being here with me, and bear with me if I should cough throughout this. <laughs> got, a, got a drink sitting right here, so hopefully that won't be the case, but came home with something. I don't know. All right. Well, ordinarily on these calls, we talk about a specific condition, maybe, like we might talk about... Um, seasonal discomfort, we might talk about um, emotions or, or like um, anxiety, we might talk about um, how to clean your home with essential oils. <clears throat> and sometimes we talk about situational type things like traveling with essential oils or um, using them in your garden. But today we're going to just highlight one specific oil and one of my favorite oils because of its diversity. So today we're actually going to talk about lavender. Um, I chuckle when I say it even out loud because Cindy hates lavender. <laughs> um, and so um, anyway, I, I just never use it without thinking about it because it's one of my favorites and I love it so much for just all the different ways that we can use it. Um, lavender, the kind that we're going to be talking about today, is the, the official name of it is lavend Lavendula angustifolia. And there are hundreds of different types of lavender. They usually fall into a couple different categories, like a couple different species of lavender, but there's hundreds of different varieties um, of them. And the one that we're going to talk about today is more of like the English lavender. So that one is... Um, we'll talk about different ways to use it, and, and it's the one that can be used in cooking. The other type is the Grosso type of lavender, and that's more like the French lavender, and um, and that's more used in a perfume type um, situation, not so much in the cooking. But we'll go through and we'll talk about all of those different ways to use the lavender that, that I'm specifically talking about today. Um, the one that I'm talking about is actually um, sourced from its native European countries, and one of which is Bulgaria. Um, France, we get some of our um, lavender essential oil from France, and some of it is even grown here in the U.S. now, I think in Oregon, but don't quote me on that. Um, here in Washington, my lavender in my garden grows <laughs> like crazy. Um, I have it in three different areas in my garden, and the last week or so, my daughter and I have actually been picking it because it's so abundant and so big, it's sort of taking over and hiding all of the beautiful roses that are around it. Um, and so we've actually been picking lavender, the, the flower itself, and we've been making lavender wands. I don't know if anyone listening is familiar with that, but you sort of take an odd number of lavender stems and you put the flower buds like all together, the flower heads all together. And then um, using a ribbon to sort of tie them off, you sort of weave the ribbon in and around the, the stems and the flowers. And you end up with this beautiful bundle of lavender that's encapsulated in like this ribbon cage, for lack of a better word. And, and you still have the stems. So we usually tie like a little loop and then you can hang it above your bed or you can put it in your drawers as a sachet. So lavender can, you know, around our house is used in lots of different ways. But today we're going to talk about not the flower itself, but the essential oil and which actually does come from the flower portion of the lavender plant. Um, like I said, it's, it's the kind that we, um, we as in doTERRA, those are the essential oils that I choose to use. Um, 
<clears throat> where we harvest it from is from Bulgaria, most of it. That is that um, a, a farmer who is a lavender farmer in Bulgaria can actually make five to seven times more profit, um, more income for their family than they can by simply growing crops. So that's a really cool thing. And that's that's assuming, right, that they're working with a really good distiller, someone that pays them fair trade, um, that there's not a middleman. And that's one of the reasons that I choose doTERRA is because they treat their farmers well. They don't cheat them out of income. They they actually teach them how to um, to fertilize and propagate and how to make the most out of their land to get the most harvests and thus be able to provide for their family, which is one of the reasons that I that I stay here. Um, <clears throat> it is steam distilled from the flower of the lavender. So in some cases, some of our oils are cold pressed and that mostly refers to citrus oils, but um, the majority of our oils are steam distilled and lavender is one of them. Now, when you steam distill, um, the lavender plant, you end up with two different products. So you end up with the essential oil, which is the aromatic compounds of the plant that are um, very, very potent, 50 to 70 times more potent than the plant itself. Um, and then you end up with a hydrosol, which is the watery portion of the, the end product. Um, so it is water-based. It's like the way that I sometimes think about it is imagine um, like if you were to put something hot into a container and put the lid on, you would have like that condensation that sort of drips and that's water, you know, water-based, steam-based. Um, it actually produces enough when you're steam distilling the lavender, it actually produces enough that it's, um, you know, it separates in the container that it's collected in. And, and you can actually use the hydrosol as well as the actual essential oil itself. So I make a lot of like linen sprays with hydrosols, um, but I use the lavender essential oil in, in a much um, bigger variety of ways, which I'm gonna share with you. Um, for those that aren't familiar with lavender, the aroma of it is um, sort of powdery, um, sweet, herbaceous, you might say, um, floral for sure, sweet. And anyone listening who, who is having that conversation with themselves that, yeah, I, I thought I'd come and listen, but I, I don't like lavender either. I didn't think I did for many, many years. I didn't think I liked lavender um, until I was at Guide Dogs for the Blind and the massage therapist came in one evening and I signed up to have a massage and she asked me to choose what essential oil I wanted. And she listed a couple that she had and lavender was one of them. And I said, oh yeah, anything but lavender. And she said, really? And I said, no, I don't like it. Um, and she said, well, would you be open to smelling it? And, and I said, sure, I'd be open to that, but I, I'm telling you, I don't like it. And um, she let me Put a drop in my hand and smell it from my hand and I really really liked it and what I realized is that years of not liking lavender is because I was smelling lavender that was adulterated and not pure lavender and you know it had some additives and preservatives and toxins and dyes and who knows what it had, had added to it but it was not a pure lavender that I had been smelling this whole time and so I soon after that became sort of involved with essential oils and um, and now I use the lavender a lot in fact in my diffuser right now I think I'm going to start every call this moving forward I think I'm going to start every call with telling you guys what's in my diffuser today so in my diffuser right now I have um, tangerine lavender and eucalyptus um, tangerine just for because I need to be sort of woken up and get going and my mood feels a little in a bit of a funk the last couple of days, if I'm honest. So I needed that orange to sort of pick me up. Um, the lavender is, is well, you'll see why I'm using the lavender in just a second. And then the eucalyptus, like I said, I've been feeling sort of that something happening like in my throat and my chest. So I put the eucalyptus in to sort of open up my airways. And that's what's in my diffuser today. 
Um, lavender in the essential oil world is known as the Swiss army knife of essential oils because it is so diverse. Um, it has been around for centuries, um, starting with the ancient Egyptians and the Romans. Um, they used it in perfumes, in their bathing, and in their cooking. Um, it's mentioned a lot in the Bible, although it's not referred to as lavender per se. It is usually referred to as spikenard or nard. Um, and that actually comes from the, I don't know if it's the Latin or the Greek name for lavender, nardus. So that's how it's usually referred to um, in the Bible. So um, hmm, let me think. So a couple other ways that it's been used um, in, in years past, centuries past, is um, when Tutankhamun's tomb was actually opened, um, it was said that there was a faint smell of lavender, and that's because um, in the past, lavender was one of the herbs that was used um, in part of the embalming process. Um, like I said, it's also mentioned in the Bible. So um, in the Gospel of John, they talk about um, how Mary took spikenard and anointed the feet of Jesus and then wiped his feet with her hair. Um, again, it re refers to it as spikenard um, or I'm sure if it's spikenard or nard in that, in that actual context. But we are talking about lavender if ever you run across that um, when you're reading. Also, there's reference to um, the Virgin Mary taking the baby Jesus's um, clothes over a lavender plant to dry because I'm assuming because of the benefits that she saw maybe with his sleep. <laughs> if you have a, a, a colicky crying baby, I mean, come on, did Jesus even cry? I don't know, but <laughs> let's say he did. <laughs> um, the lavender that she hung his clothes over to, to dry them maybe would have been helpful in soothing him to sleep. Um, it's also mentioned in the Song of Solomon as well. So um, a beautiful biblical love story. So if you're if you're interested in looking that up, there's just a few of those um, references there. Um, it was also in the in in the past used in bed clothing and um, bed linens. So it was the flower itself was sewn into the pockets of like night night dresses and the pockets of pajamas because it's believed to um, have those properties that would kill bed bugs and lice. And so it was actually sewn into the pockets of clothing. Um, now, luckily, we can afford to buy lavender, but... Um, in the past, lavender was really quite expensive, and so it was mostly used by like royalty. Um, you know, they they were really the only ones that could really afford to get it. So, so that's how it's used in the in the past, but it's been around for a lot of years. Um, there were some studies done. I just want to get this out there in case you're asking yourself, or maybe you've read some of this if you're a, an oil or herb aficionado. Um, there were some studies done that said that lavender um, disrupts the hormones and that it was um, seen to cause premature breast development when children were using it um, at a young age. And those claims were actually, um, they're, they're not true. There was many, many studies done to see if these claims were true. In fact, um, it is not an estrogen interrupter. It does not cause premature development of breast tissue um, or anything like that. So those studies were actually, um, I don't know what the word is I'm looking for. They were threw out, they're thrown out. <laughs> so in case you did read anything like that. All right. So let's talk about, we've talked about how it's used in the past, but let's talk about some of the ways that we can use lavender today. I'll share a little bit and then halfway through, we'll sort of stop and see if anyone has any questions. And then that will give me an idea of how much time and how much more I can share before the top of the hour. So I think we often think of lavender as um, a sleep aid, right? You're going to see that lavender goes 
way beyond just being a sleep aid. But since that's the thing that most of us think of, we think of, oh, I'm going to spray lavender on my bed linens, or I'm going to apply lavender to my body before I go to bed. Um, that's where I would start since that's what everyone's familiar with. Um, so it does support sleep and it's actually proven to support our improve, excuse me, proven to boost the melatonin levels in your body. So it actually does work as a sedative that way. And um, so you can definitely use it to aid in a good night's sleep and you can use it in a variety of ways. So on previous calls, I share with you guys the three different ways that we can use our essential oils. One of them is topically, meaning we apply it to our actual bodies in the area of concern. Um, aromatic, meaning we take it in through the olfactory sense, through our nose, which thus in turn impacts or reaches our limbic system, which controls our emotions. And you can also use essential oils internally. Not all of them, but lavender is one of them you can actually use internally. So as I go through these different benefits of lavender and the different ways that we can use them, um, you'll see those, diff those three different ways in which we can use those to target a specific um, concern or to elicit a specific response that we're wanting. So um, in the sleep realm, we can do things like making up a linen spray and you could just do straight lavender. That would be okay. Um, I usually like to um, add a little something to mine. So I might add in um, some Roman chamomile, which is also a great um, essential oil for sleep. I may add in either a little neroli or vetiver because those oils are also very good for calming the nervous system and helping promote a good night's sleep. Um, and there are several different ways you can make up your linen sprays. You can, you always want to, you always want to make your products in in a glass bottle or a cosmetic grade plastic bottle, not just a plastic that you would buy from the store, like the Walmart or the dollar store, unless it's cosmetic grade, um, because the oils can break down the plastic. But it's just um, a matter of adding your liquid and your liquid can be either distilled water. Um, if I'm using that, then I like to put like a little pinch of like either salt or Epsom salt in with the water because oil and water don't mix and um, it just helps it to, it acts like a dispersant. It'll help them to emulsify similar to like when you're making a dressing. Um, and then I just would add my oils in and make sure you just shake it before each use and you can spray it onto your bed linens before you go to bed. Um, I like to, if I'm having company come to stay, I like to make up a linen spray and just sort of mist the towels in the guest bathroom um, before people arrive. It can just be sprayed onto your pillow. Um, you can actually spray it onto your pajamas or your bedclothes if you don't want it directly, you know, on your face. Um, if you don't want to make the linen spray because you, you know, feel a little intimidated or aren't sure how you'll measure the drops, you can actually just take a drop of the lavender um, by putting like a cotton ball or a tissue on top of the bottle and then turn the bottle upside down and then right way back up again. And you'll end up with one or two drops, you know, on that cotton ball or tissue. And then you can just stick that inside your pillowcase and, um, and get the benefits from that aroma throughout the night. Um, the other way that you can make your linen spray is either with um, witch hazel. So I usually do half and half if I'm going to do witch hazel, half water, half witch hazel. Um, or you can make it with like a grain alcohol like vodka. And the, any of them will work. The difference between the three is just how long, the, the size of the water molecules or the size of the the like you know the molecules that you're going to be spraying onto your your surface and so how long they take to dry once you spray it on and how long the aroma will last that's the difference between the three different methods so um, so that's one way that you can use your lavender for for sleep um, you can also use it in a diffuser. So whether it is, um, we have a couple different diffusers that are available. Um, some 
some more limited, some are special sort of offerings throughout the year. But one type of diffuser is where you add water to a um, to a bowl, let's say a, an actual, it's not, it's not an actual bowl. Don't just go get a bowl and add it in, but it's an actual, the bowl of the diffuser. You add water in and then you add your oils. You put the lid on and you push a button to get it going and it's ultrasonic. So it puts a mist out into the air. So that's another way you could use it in like your bedroom as in a diffuser. And then doTERRA did come out with a couple of diffusers that don't require us to measure drops. I don't want to get people super excited about those because those are limited and they only come out now and again, but it's just a matter of screwing the bottle into the diffuser and either pushing on, pushing a button and having it be sort of like a, a motion censored um, um, device, or you can plug one into the wall, similar to like um like the wallflowers that you get from Bath and Body Works. Um, and so if, if you're interested in those two things, because the measuring drops feels a little intimidating, um, let me know. And then as I hear news that they're going to offer them again, I can, I can let people know. Um, some other properties of lavender is that it can encourage emotional balance, can calm insecurities and fears, Opens honest, opens honest communication with other people. So if you're going to have a really hard, difficult conversation with someone, maybe applying lavender to that throat chakra might be a really great um, thing to do. Um, and we don't often think of lavender as improving our breathing, but it does. It actually work as, works as a decongestant. Um, and it stimulates the immune response. So if you're dealing with anything that's respiratory or breathing, um, lavender can also be a great something to add into that protocol. Um, it loosens up any sort of phlegm or mucus that we're having. Speaking of, excuse me. Okay, sorry. Don't have my lavender sitting here next to me. Um, it's an anti-inflammatory. So great for using with um, like a, a pain salve or rub or something if you're having like joint inflammation problems with your knees or ankles, things like that. Um, and because of it being an anti-inflammatory um, and an analgesic, as well as that decongestant, um, if, if you're having any of those issues, taking a nice bath. Um, and including lavender in that can be a really great way to address any of those three concerns that I just spoke about. Um, and it's, uh, again, oil and water don't mix, right? So if you're just plopping the oil right into, plopping is the official term. If you're just putting that <laughs> straight into your bathtub, it's going to just sit on the top of the water. So you're going to want to mix it with something like um, either Epsom salts um, or like a carrier oil. So you could take something like a sweet almond oil or fractionated coconut oil, um, even like an olive or avocado oil, and you would add some of your lavender into a mix of that and then, um, and then add it into the water to sort of act as a dispersant. I like to use both. I like to either use Epsom salts or like a pink Himalayan salt or like a de dead sea salt is even better. Um, and I actually mix up my carrier oil with my essential oil and I stir that into the salt. So I'm getting sort of a, um, a bigger punch, a bigger bang for my buck, so to speak. Um, you can also, what, what I have made with, with friends of mine is we've made tub teas. So you can either take like a piece of cheesecloth. Or you can act, and you can actually buy um, muslin tea bags online that are like little pouches. Or you could even use those little like um, what are they made of? Like little satiny bags that you can buy at the craft store. And you could fill that with some dried lavender, or you could put your Epsom salts or your Dead Sea salts actually. runs and the bath fills up, um, you'll be getting the essential oils, you know, the aroma from the essential oils. I don't know if you guys can hear me. It says my internet is unstable. So yeah, I'm you're cutting in and out a little bit, but 
but you're you're coming in. <laughs> okay. Okay, good. Sorry. I'll try and um I'd stop dancing in my seat or something. I'm not sure. Um so you can make that tub tea and actually use it that way. What I like about the tub teas, if you're going to use dried lavender flowers mixed in with your essential oil, is that you don't have that mess. I have taken baths where I've sprinkled in lavender because I wanted the smell. I wanted the, the aroma, you know, the aromatic benefits. And that's a mess to clean up. Um, it's a mess to clean up the tub. Um, you, you know, you're stuffing a lot down the, the drain as well when you do it that way. So making like a, a tub tea, so to speak, um, is a really great way to still get those benefits without all of the mess. If you have any questions about like any of these recipes, um, I'll give my email address at the end and we can either email or we can sit down and have a conversation and I can be more specific. Um, okay, some other ways, like I said, it reduces pain and inflammation. So it's also great. I use it in my headache blend, which is peppermint, eucalyptus and lavender. And I make it up in a little, little roller bottle and I carry it around with me if I should need it for headache. Um, believe it or not, it's great for encouraging proper digestion. Um, so you can take it internally, like one drop in an eight ounce glass of water, if you're having any sort of digestive issues, you could also make up a massage blend or something that you roll onto the abdomen. If you're having that kind of, um, issue calms the nervous system and can lower blood pressure, um, can help with relieving, abdominal um, cramping or menstrual cramping because it's an antispasmodic can kill harm, harmful viruses um, and bacterias. It is, it is an awesome antimicrobial, antibacterial, antiviral um, essential oil. So in, in ancient times, before we had all of these chemical cleaners, lavender was actually one of the oils that people used in hospitals to clean surfaces. Um, so I often, like in my window cleaner um, blend that I make up, it's got yummy citrusy oils because citrus will cut through any sort of grease or grime that's on your windows. But I also usually include some lavender in there um, for those antimicrobial properties. Um, reduces colic in infants. So see, that's that's why Mary used it with Jesus, because we, we don't hear about him being a colicky baby, but maybe he was. <laughs> um, and lavender is one of those essential oils that is safe from cradle to grave um, for very young infants to um, to people who are about to transition and, and passing over. It is it's very soothing, it's very soft, it's very gentle. And so we can use it um, in all of in all of those different age ranges. There are oils that are um, not as gentle that you definitely want to dilute. Um, we can even use lavender with our with our guide dogs or our dog. I say guide dogs because that's what I have. Um, but I also have a pet dog that I use essential oils with. And lavender um, is one of them that I have used with, with Neruda, which is my most recent guide dog. We went to a class with guide dog puppy raisers. And, um, and it was learning how to give your dog massage. And so being who I am, I show up with this bag of essential oils. <laughs> Because I'm going to do the massage, but I also want to incorporate my oils because I know the benefits of them. And, and it's funny because I showed up when the lady teaching the class, she, she also had her bag of essential oils ready to share um, from a different company, but, you know, oils nevertheless. And, um, and so I just sort of, I didn't pull any of them out right away. I just wanted to see how Neruda would act around all of these puppies. And at the time he was about 18 months himself. So kind of still a puppy in a sense. And I just wanted to see how he would react first. So I rolled out my yoga mat and I laid him down and he didn't stay down. He got up and he was very interested in all the other dogs that were in the room and they were pulling to get to him. So that was an invitation as far as he was concerned. Um, I didn't have his harness on, right? Cause I was about to give him a massage. So his his idea of what I was expecting from him was a little lower than if the harness were on. 
And um, so I thought, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm going to see how he does. And someone walked by us with a dog and he like, like did the army crawl across the floor to get to the dog. And so I pulled out my lavender. Um, I actually really like for using any essential oils with our guide dogs or with babies. I like to purchase um, doTERRA's touch blends. And what that means, anytime you hear touch, it just means that they're already diluted um, to a safe ratio with, um, with fractionated coconut oil. And they come in a bottle that has a roller top to it. So it's easy to apply. You're not having to drop or measure drops. Um, and it's just a really easy, convenient um, way to use the oils. So I pulled out my lavender touch and I rolled it into the palm of my hands. And then I just ran my hands down his spine from his, from his collar down to his tail. Um, and then I took that same roller bottle and I rolled it onto the tips of my, my middle finger and my pointer finger. And I sort of rubbed my thumb against those two fingers. And then I took the tips of his ears and I rubbed it on the tips of his ears, like rubbed his um, ears between my fingers. And I just waited for a few minutes to see like how he did. Um, and my husband was there with me and he noticed right away that Neruda just seemed to settle. He now was like laying on the yoga mat. The person that walked out with the dog came back in with the dog and he sort of like looked, but he didn't get up to move towards it. Um, just that quickly, we noticed the difference in his behavior. Okay, you're uh, at 31 uh, minutes after okay. the hour. Okay, thank you, my friend. <laughs> yeah. All right, so I'm going to share a few more ways that we can use lavender. So it aids, aids in wound healing. Um, it actually encourages the skin to, um, to produce collagen. Um, and so there are studies that are done with post-surgical um, patients to show how they use lavender um, after their surgeries on their wounds to help produce that, that collagen back into the skin and help the skin to heal. Um, and that's why it's in doTERRA's Correct-X blend, which is our version of, say, like a Neosporin. It's an ointment and it's great for cuts and scrapes. So any sort of injury to the skin at all, just applying this Correct-X, which has the lavender in it, um, will help that, um, that those cells to regenerate and that healing process to begin. Um, again, skin irritation. So um, some people have found success with using lavender in a blend for like an eczema or dermatitis or something like that. Um, your skin health. So any floral oils are great for skin health in general. Uh, and what I mean by that is you take about, you take about four cups of boiling water carefully and you pour them into a bowl and then you add in the essential oils that you'd want. So you could add in like geranium or lavender, anything like that. And then you just hold your face over that bowl with a towel over your head. You might've done this for like sinus or sinus pressure or congestion, but it's just as healthy for your skin, um, opening up the pores and, and lavender is a great detoxifier that way. So that's a way, another way you can use it for skin. Um, so um, let me think. So like I said, aromatically, we can use it in our diffuser or in like our linen spray type things in a bath. Benefits when we use it in a bath. Um, we can also use it in like our laundry. If you don't want to make up a linen spray, you can actually just put a couple drops into your, um, your washer when you wash your laundry and you'll get that fragrance that way if you're not into making up DIY products. Um, but I did wanted to share before I open up for questions that um, not all oils are safe for internal use. They're not. Um, not, not even all of doTERRA's oils are safe for internal use. But I can at least know that I can find what I need from doTERRA to find out which of those three ways 
uh, that I can use their oils. Um, and so on their bottles and on their website, I can find information that tells me whether something is used is safe for internal use. And lavender is indeed one of them that is safe for internal use. So we talked about putting one drop in some water for digestion. Um, but my favorite way to use it internally is in my cooking. And so my daughter had a, a lavender lemon a lavender, yeah, lavender lemon themed birthday party a few years ago, and everything was purple and yellow. Um, and everything that we ate or drank was infused with lemon and lavender of some kind. So we had um, lavender cup or lemon cupcakes with a lavender cream cheese frosting. We had lavender lemonade. Um, we made roast potatoes with culinary lavender and some lavender essential oil, along with some like rosemary. And so that's, you can use it in like marinades or salad dressings. Um, it's one of my favorite ways to use my essential oils um, internally. Um, really good for bug bites. It's an antihistamine. So it's found in doTERRA's allergy blend which is called Tri-Ease, and that's a blend of lemon, lavender, and peppermint. But um, because of it being an antihistamine, it's great to use on like a bee sting or a bug bite to stop that sting or that itch. Um, I think, and then it's in lots of doTERRA's blends. And, and it makes sense if you, if you know any of these blends. So it's in their blends like Aroma Touch which is for sort of increasing circulation and lowering tension. And it's a great as a massage blend. And that would make sense, right? Given the properties of, of lavender. Um, it's an adaptive, which is doTERRA's blend um, that really helps soothe anxious um, feelings or overwhelm. Um, it's in Clary Calm, which is, um, it's known as the, the, it's, it's like a blend that's great for like hot flashes and balancing hormones and stuff like that. Um, Serenity, which is our sleep sort of blend. Um, and then again, Correct X, which is the ointment that I talked about. Um, it's also in peace, which is what it is. It's peace. It's calming. It's um, helping you to just get out of your head when, when those voices keep telling you things that aren't serving you. Um, so that's just some of the other blends that doTERRA has that lavender is, is part of. So um, I'm going to open it up for questions, Lucy and Chanel, um, and then we'll see what time we have left to share any more details. Okay. Anybody have any questions? Raise your hand. Wow. Gosh. Gee, there's still people out there though, right? Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Questions um, or if you're using lavender and you'd like to share how you like to use it, I always love to hear how other people are using it as well. All right. We have a question in Clubhouse, Chanel. Yes. Tiffany, go ahead, please. Hey, Tiffany. Yes, ma'am. Thank you very much. Hi. Um, so lavender, it sounds like it'd be one I'd be, you know, curious to get my hands on. Um, but do you know if it's safe to use around cats? I do have a cat in the home, so that's something I kind of have to consider. Um, so I thought I'd ask, yeah, because it sounds sounds great. I have digestive issues and acid reflux and all that. So, yeah, so girl, I, I, I have a, I have a blend for you because I I'm a heartburn queen, and I I don't mean like my heart's full of love and it's burning. <laughs> I mean it's in my belly and it's hurting. <laughs> um, yes, ma'am, I can relate. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, lavender is one of those oils that is safe to use with cats. Um, the smaller the animal, the more dilution rate we're going to want to use. So you and I could definitely discuss that. I could send you a whole PDF on sure. um, how to use lavender with cats safely if you reach out to me. Okay. But um, it's definitely one of those that's safe for cats. And, and the reason I say that is because I... If, if I'm not using lavender on my dog, um, mm -hmm. I use either Balance or Serenity. Those are two great oils, and both of those are fine to use um, with cats okay. as well. And Serenity does have the lavender in it. So, yes, yeah, you definitely can. I don't can. know that I'd necessarily put the oil on Rachel. Oh, Rachel is the, the cat's name. But considering she does live with me and does, you know, sleep with me and yes. all that. So, you know. And 
A lot of times with cats too, what we say is just because they're so small, right? And their bodies mm-hmm. don't metabolize the oils the same way that dogs or other larger animals do. A lot of times True. with cats, we say like the safest thing for them is just the diffusion method. So if whether that's you actually putting it into a diffuser and using it, or whether it's just the fact that you've applied it to your body and thus your cat sitting on your lap is going to get that aromatic, you know, properties of it. Um, we, you know, like it's just a really, it's a lot safer when we just allow our cats to get the benefits of the oils aromatically, but it would be okay for her. Okay. Gotcha. Cause I, cause I'd feel yeah. bad if I, you know, put it on me and she licked it off. My for arm sure. Yeah, absolutely. There are oils to avoid, but like I said, if you, if you're interested awesome. in like the PDF of the cat safety mm-hmm. or any animal safety, anyone listening, um, reach out to me and I can send that to you. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for being here. All right. At one time, we had three Devras in this room. <laughs> now we have two, and both of them have their hand up. So let's go with <laughs> De- Devra's iPhone first. <laughs> oh, yeah. This is Deborah Thomas from my Peterborough, Ontario, Canada. Hi, Deborah. <laughs> yeah. So, what was the name of the. Um, lavenders that you can um put on your uh body safely um or and the other lavenders that you can um use to put in um uh edible recipes and stuff like that okay so the lavender essential oil that i'm referring to and talking about today That is one that we can use in all three ways. We can use it aromatically. We can use it topically. Mm -hmm. We can use it. Uh Oh, Uh oh, yep. Oh no, lavandula. Oh, am I going? Yeah, you kind of cut out. Yeah, Mm -hmm. lavandula. How do how do you you spell that? I'm gonna guess, but maybe L A V E N D U L A. Okay. and then the second word of that is angustifolia. Oh my goodness. Uh, do you know how to spell that? <laughs> I think yes. maybe A N G U S T, angust, A F O L I A. That's just oh. me doing it phonetically. <laughs> oh, okay. So, I was just um, writing that down. Okay, sure. And that's mm-hmm. English lavender, right? And that's mm-hmm. English lavender. And so like a lot of times if something is English lavender, it can be used um, in the edible format. So when I, when I buy my culinary lavender or if I use lavender from my garden to make like a lavender lemonade, um, I make sure that I'm using my English lavender. The Grosso, mm-hmm. which I believe is the French lavender, is more for perfumery. The, the book I read was uh, a lady was making a, a lavender martini. Oh, yes. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that was, yeah. Okay. I just wanted to. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like a a (laughs) coffee stand. I always ask for lavender syrup in it. Oh, I'll have to remember that. Uh Uh-huh. It's good. You know, like a London fog, you actually have the lavender syrup. Yes. Okay. So just ask for a, for a 16 ounce London fog with, with lavender syrup. It's delicious. Mm. Okay. So London Ooh. Fog is um is Earl Grey, which Earl Grey is actually bergamot, which is yeah. another an, another oil that you can purchase. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Thank so you I for that. that You're welcome. Yeah, thank you. All right. <clears throat> Excuse me. Deborah Jackson now. Recording. I'm sorry, I just got in on the half of the um you know, uh the phone. Uh, is that can you use lavender like um during the uh, the season changes with the the spiders coming in and co- and coming out? My grandkids was having problem with the spiders. Um, oh. so how can you do the essential oil with the spiders and then the mats in in my you know my um plant like my money tree? Oh, okay. So what I really like for spiders and insects. Okay. So my daughter, um, well, not just my daughter, our family has a tree house and um, bugs love the tree house, right? Whether it's mosquitoes or whether it's spiders or whether it's 
um, little gnats, whatever, right? So we actually make up a spray that's peppermint essential oil, not lavender, but peppermint essential oil and water and a little pinch of Epsom salts or sea salts to help emulsify it. And we keep that down in the treehouse and we just, um, you know, shake it before we use it. And before we go down to the treehouse, or if my daughter's having a sleepover, we'll either diffuse lavender or peppermint down there or spray that peppermint spray down there. Peppermint is very, very strong. Um, it takes 28 peppermint tea bags to be equivalent to like one drop of peppermint essential oil. And it actually burns their eyes and it burns their respiratory like system. It's not going to kill them, but it's going to be painful enough discomfort, you know, it's going to cause enough discomfort to them that they're not going to want to stick around. Um, my mom actually uses it for ants in her house. So she will take like um, several cotton balls or a piece of cotton um, like gauze and she will soak it in some water that's got peppermint essential oil in it. And she will lay it in the crack like that's at her patio door, like the crack on the floor where the ants seem to come in. She lays that piece of peppermint gauze, peppermint soaked gauze in that crack and it keeps the ants away. So in this case, it wouldn't be lavender that you're using, but peppermint um, or spearmint would be a great, um, a great oil to incorporate to keep those spiders and insects away. And uh, I, I was hearing um, you Don Disto with it too. What's that? Don Disto. Oh, oh yeah, Don, you can use Don. Yeah, I mean, I use, um, I make up a mix in um, like a little bowl that I set on my kitchen table. Sometimes I can get fruit flies um, and I make up a little mix with Dawn dish soap and um, water and some of my oils. And I, if I've got some fruit flies, I'll sit it on my table and they're just attracted to it and gets rid of them. So yeah, you can add some mm. Dawn dish soap into that. Yep. And what about the snake in the yard? My sister had... Um, Somebody, when she bought the, house, bought the house, they had a lot of boulder rocks, so mm. she had to get rid of them, and now she's trying to get rid of, you know, the snakes. Girl, I don't know about snakes. <laughs> um, I mean, I, I think they're really cool. I actually like the feel of them around my neck, but I don't want to accidentally find one in my garden. So let me let me look into that because I'm not sure about snakes. Um, I know there's oils to avoid with repti reptiles. Um, but I'm not sure which ones are good for using to actually like get rid of them, but I will look into that. And if you reach out to me, I'll see what else I can find for you. Thank Hopefully you. that was helpful. You're welcome. Thanks for being here. All right, Rachel. Recording. Hello. All these Victor readers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hello, Victor, AKA Rachel. <laughs> Hello. Um, I have a question for you um, about the kids blend essential oils. Do those have lavender in them too? Some, no? of the, some of them do. So, I mean, if you're trying to avoid lavender, um, then you definitely, you know, would want to know that. Um, I mean, there are people who really do genuinely have an, an allergy to lavender. So if you know that's you and you're thinking of purchasing a blend, definitely reach out to me because, you know, you'd want to avoid that. But some of the blends, the kids blends do have lavender in it, um, like Calmer, which, you know, is intended to, like some people use that at bedtime, but some people just use that when they're just needing to um, get out of their head or, you know, get rid of those anxious feelings. Um, so some of them do. Yeah. If, if you're asking for one specifically, um, I wish my friend Nikki was here because her memory is much better than mine about what goes into each blend. But if you're asking for something specifically, um, you know, reach out and I can look into that for you. Because this was a variety pack that I purchased it. Um, where did I get it? Yes. So they probably it. will. If, if you bought the it's kids a, collection that has like six or seven oils in it, some of those will have lavender in them. This is four. It, it's got sweet orange, lavender, patchouli, and uh, it's chill blend, which has peppermint and vanilla. A uh, peppermint okay. and lavender. Sorry. 
Okay. I can't speak to those, Rachel, only because it sounds like they're not doTERRA. And I only know about the doTERRA kids collection. Gotcha. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I, I mean, I definitely would be willing to help you look things up and, and, and see, but I can tell from what you've said, because it's got a chill blend that that's not part of the doTERRA kids collection. And then I, therefore I don't, I can't speak to those cause I'm not familiar with them. Gotcha. But, well, they're yeah. good anyway. Yeah. Good. Good. I'm sure they are. I, I'm not saying that doTERRA is the only um, brand of essential oils that, you know, gives, gives people the benefits they're looking for. I just, that's the kind that I use. So that's the kind I can speak to. Yeah. Yeah. So. Well, thank you for your help. I'll keep thank trying. You. Okay. All right. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> you have 10 minutes and two more hands. Okay. McKenna. Hey, McKenna. Pause recording. <laughs> hey, McKenna. You there, sweet girl? You'll always be a girl to me. I don't care if you're 40 and I'm 70. <laughs> you're always going to be my girl. Can you unmute, McKenna? Oh. All right. Well, let's go to area code 469. Can you tell us who you are, please? McKenna, you yeah, know how to get a hold of me Carol. if you can't unmute. Hey, Carol. Yes, uh, I have a question. You said it was good. Lavender was good for your skin. Would it be good for um, prevent hair from falling out? Uh, my hair keeps getting thinner. Oh my gosh! I'm glad you mentioned that, Carol. Because um, so there's several different ways that we can use lavender in our hair, right? So one of them, like I listed earlier, is to get rid of lice. So if anyone listening has kids or grandkids, there's a great blend that you can make up that you can spray on your kiddo's hair. My kids got it before they went to school every day. But yes, so lavender, but ro even more than lavender, rosemary, Carol. Um, if you're not someone who has like um, extreme blood pressure issues, because rosemary is one of those oils that we say use minimally if you have blood pressure issues. But um, rosemary is a great oil to use in your hair for like stimulating those hair follicles. And so I actually have a blend of arnica oil, not arnica oil, um, argon oil. Mary in it. And I, before I get in the shower a couple times a week, I, I rub that into my scalp before I get in the shower and I wash my hair with it because I have very thin, fine hair. Um, the other thing that I've been really finding helpful, that's not an oil, but it's an oil product is the Meta Power collagen um, powder that I take each day. And I've really noticed a difference in my hair health um, since, since using that. Um, but you could definitely try incorporating some lavender. It's not going to hurt. It's not going to hurt you with any of the oils. Be really careful not to get it, you know, in your eyes, but you could take like the shampoo that you're currently using if you wanted, and you could put a couple drops of lavender in it. It's not going to hurt. Your hair is going to smell great, but you may, you may find that it does help with stimulating those hair follicles. Okay. So, um, you put it on before you wash it. I actually, I massage it into my scalp before I get in the shower and wash my hair. Um, or mm -hmm. you can like, you know, if you know you're going to take a shower in the morning, you could massage it into your scalp, you know, before you go to bed and just leave it in your hair overnight. Cause it's going to just be like massaged into your scalp. It's not going to mean that your hair is really oily. Um, but again, you could always just, if you're looking for like, you don't want to be bothered with all of that, you can just put a couple drops into your existing shampoo. And then when you wash your hair, you'll be getting those ben the benefits of the lavender. Okay, because it, it won't wash it out. <laughs> nope, it'll, but it'll do what it needs. I mean, it will, it will wash it out, but I mean, it's going to be on your head for a few minutes. It's going to penetrate the pores on your scalp. Um, and if it's going to give you those benefits that you're looking for, um, it'll be on your hair long enough to, to see those benefits. Okay, so you would you would put it on before you get in the shower, and uh, wait a minute or two to, before you wash your hair. Um, you could just you know put it on, and then you could um, just you know wash the rest of your body first. Do your hair last, 
Um, okay. And then just wash your hair. That way it gives it a little bit of time just to kind of penetrate and get into your, your scalp. Okay. Thank yep. you. Okay. You're welcome. Okay. McKenna, are you able to unmute? And there you go. It out. <laughs> Hello. Hello. Um, so this week is a very busy week with me with tiny humans. It and sounds like it. Yeah. <laughs> a couple of them. Well, the one I have today, she's almost eight months old, is beyond colicky. Um, as well as another little boy I'll have later this week is super colicky as well. How can I use it to help them? So I would, I always just like rubbing it onto the bottoms of their feet um, because, you know, not that lavender in their mouth would be like an awful thing, right? Because we've already decided that doTERRA lavender is safe for ingestion. So it's not going to hurt them, but like rolling it onto the bottoms of their feet or on down their spine would be my preference um, or, or just diffusing it, right? Diffusing it in the house so that they're getting those aromatic benefits and it's getting, it's sort of um, getting to that limbic system, which controls like emotions as well. Cause sometimes like even for us as adults, when we are in pain, right. And colic, I, you know, I, we found out like with Sydney that her, her colicky was due to some acid reflux she was having. Right. So just like us as adults, when our bodies are under stress for whatever reason, whether that's emotional or physical stress, um, you know, we, that can have an impact on our emotions as well. And so I would say either feet and back of and spine. down for naps if they take naps you know when you put them down for naps you can always like if they if oh, there goes my internet again if you have if they have like a favorite stuffed animal um you can just put a couple drops onto their favorite stuffed animal or like their blanket that they use when they take naps um and see if that makes a difference as well hopefully you've got all of that mckenna with my shoddy internet <laughs> i got the gist of it okay i did I might be moving my computer to a different spot in my house, it seems. I don't know. Anyway. All right. You got four minutes. Nobody else's hand. So the last thing that I just wanted to share, and, and I like I might see people drop like flies at this point, but <laughs> the last thing that I really wanted to share is if you are a person who likes or is interested believes in like the energetic properties of life <laughs> let's say humans have an energy we call that chi um, you know essential oils have an energy and you believe that gemstones or crystals have an energy um, i do as humans our energy changes based on what our bodies are going through and what um, what situation we might be in, our energies can change. Crystals aren't like that. Crystals are con their energy that they give off is constant and um, and doesn't change. So if you are a person who likes to incorporate crystals into your your world, um, then it's really kind of fun to pair the two together. Now and maybe maybe crystals for you just goes as far as you bought a tumbled rock that you like the feel of it in your hand, right? To me, um, and just just know that because it's my call, God rules my, my world, my thinking, my everything. But I do love the feel of crystals in my hand. And I personally do believe that just like essential oils are a gift from the earth, so can crystals be. And so if one, if we believe that one can heal, then why would we discount the possibility that another can have those same properties? If that sounds a little voodoo to some of you, sometimes just holding a tumbled crystal or tumbled rock in your hand can be something to calm you, right? To take your mind off of your worries, to put your focus somewhere else, to you just like the feel of it in your hand. I'm all about making people smile. And I don't care if that's through essential oils, my hugs, my words, crystals, right? Like my goal is to help find a place that it feels balanced and you feel 
you know, happy that you can get back to that place of joy. And so if crystals in your hand is just that, it's just a rock in your hand and you don't believe there's any energies, but it feels good to hold it in your hand, so be it. So one of the fun things to do is to compare, is to um, pair rather your essential oils with your crystals. So lavender would be great paired with um, like aqua, marine, rose quartz, lavender uh, um, would be great with amethyst. And I know that I'm done and I need to be finished. It's hard. There's so much stuff. Um, anyway. oh, we'll stop. Put brakes on. <laughs> You're anyway, funny. It's, it's so it's so good to be with you guys. The hour just flies. Maybe I need to start asking for <laughs> Yeah, really. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe I just need to ask for an hour and a half. And then that call, no one will raise a hand and I'll be like, ah. Anyway, thank you. Thank you guys for, for being with me. Please reach out to me at blindessentials at gmail.com if you have any specific questions about lavender or anything that we've talked about today. And, and I appreciate you in here and I'll be back in two weeks. I'm not sure of the topic yet, but stay tuned.